What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. Hope you're doing well. I am. I'm excited. NBA Finals starts tonight. And I'm here for it. This is the finals that not only did I want, but I had my predictions that both of these teams would be in the finals. But I did make one mistake with my betting. I did. I did make one mistake with my picks. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the final that wasn't the final in the French Open, but was arguably the best match in my mind in the tournament and the surprise on the women's side. And lastly, and lastly, a topic that I didn't get to in the last episode is what I am going to do about going to see the Anaheim Angels. Because I really want to go. But I don't know if I can make it work. But I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to. All right, but first, center stage. The NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors against the Boston Celtics. And in my mind, you couldn't ask for a better matchup. You've got a team that's trying to build or continuing to build a dynasty in the number of finals that Golden State has been in since they first won their first title. And then you've got the Boston Celtics who are trying to get that 18th title so they are no longer tied with the Los Angeles Lakers. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Now, first, when I looked at the schedule, I wish the games weren't so far apart, but I get it. We got game one on Thursday, and you don't have game two until Sunday. Then Wednesday's game three. The best one for me is game between game three and four. There's only one day off. But then you got a whole weekend before game five at Golden State, then it goes back to Boston on Thursday, then it comes back to Golden State, all of those, if necessary, game five, six, and seven, depending on what happens. I actually liked it when it was 2-3-2, but I feel like most of that was just because, I don't know, it was just just easier. It was just easier in terms, I feel like there was a, a, a better flow And the travel, I mean, I personally know how much the travel can be. Uh, It's just kind of like, it's just not fun. But I guess if you do enjoy traveling, then you like going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But this, if this goes seven games, In my mind, it will be exactly how it should have gone. I think offensively and defensively, both of these teams match up well. Golden State is the highest scoring team in the NBA and in the playoffs. 
But the crazy thing is the Boston Celtics have made more three-pointers than the Golden State Warriors. Their three-point percentage is not there, but they can score. They can score with the best of them. The Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors have the best net rating of all of the teams in the NBA. The Boston Celtics have the best, the second best defensive rating behind the Milwaukee Bucks and the Golden State Warriors have the best offensive rating. When you look at these two teams, I would give the edge on offense to Golden State and the edge on defense to Boston. The key is, and I'm crossing my fingers, I want close games, right? I mean, come on, when you watch the the Boston-Miami series, you know, the games were kind of okay. They weren't great. They weren't great. Last game, last two games were better than the first five. They were better than the first five. But you also have the drama, if you remember, as I mentioned, of Steph Curry's ankle being rolled over by Marcus Smart. So you best believe there's some revenge. There's some bulletin board material right there. But you also have a old school dynasty in Boston versus what could be a new school one, if you will. I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, 18 titles is a lot different from, you know, potentially Boston within this time frame, maybe winning six with Draymond and Clay and Steph together. I think it's going to be really, really exciting. And you've got a, you flip it with the Boston having 17 championships and Golden State winning four in eight years, as I called them the uh, old school dynasty versus new school, or excuse me, the storied franchise dynasty versus the new dynasty in Golden State. But you also could flip it and say, You've got the older generation of a trio in Steph, Clay, and Draymond as they've got maybe, I mean, I don't want to say they only have two or three more years, but you've got these younger players in Jason and Jalen who are trying to build something in Boston. So there's a lot of drama with this finals. Um, and I'm I'm here for it. I am definitely here for it. I think the key will be the X factor. And I think that the X factors, you know, you're going to need a lot. Wig- Defensively, you got to have Wiggins on Jason Tatum. But I think Wiggins as a whole is going to be the X factor 
for Golden State. You're going to get what you're going to get. You could maybe actually say that Clay is the X factor because depending on his health, how good he's going to be, you know, health-wise, I think that is something that you have to think about. But he seems to be okay. I mean, you just love the emotion coming out of him when they won the Western Conference title and talking to Ernie Johnson and almost breaking down in tears about we're back in the finals after being out for two years. But everything, I think, will hinge on Andrew Wiggins. And he had two of the best dunks in the playoffs this year. One over Luka, which made me very, very happy. I don't even remember who the first one was over, but it was ridiculous. Might have been that Memphis series, I think, over uh, J, J3, 3J. But now he's got a guard, Jason Tatum, and that'll be different. But they're going to need him on the other end, too. Because if they do decide, okay, well, Jason Tatum... You're going to check Andrew Wiggins on the other side, which may not be a possibility, but if so, then Andrew Wiggins has to make him pay on both ends. And we shall see. On the Celtic side, is the X factor, you know, popular opinion is Marcus Smart or maybe it's Al Horford. But I think it really is, what are you going to get out of Williams Brothers? You're going to need all the firepower you can get against Golden State. And specifically, if you have a healthy Robert Williams III, the Celtics are better. But the other thing is, when you talk about length, yes, Boston's bigger. I brought it up on my podcast uh, on Tuesday. NBA Exchange talked about it as well. And it's not a thing where like people are forgetting, but it's just sad that every time somebody talks about the length of Boston, like, man, if only Golden State had James Wiseman. They knew they needed length, and they drafted length, which once again, they drafted. But he's just not healthy. If he was healthy, this series might be a different story. But I think on Boston's side, it's the Williams brothers that are, and I know they're not real brothers, but they're the X factors, how well they can play as a team. Now, as I've been kind of checking the line over and over on DraftKings and the Props Network, in the end, you know, Golden State. It's been Golden State for a while. And I I don't see that changing. I really don't. Um but if Boston's got a real chance to win this series, and I do think realistically they have a real chance to win this I think it's this first game is key. Um, I think it immediately obviously takes home court advantage away, but I think it really shows Golden State Warriors, or no, we, we can play with you. We might be new at this, and that might be to Boston's advantage. We might be new at this, but but we got a good squad over here. So I think game one is really... 
key for Boston to kind of get in the series. Because I think with Memphis, in many ways, I mean, like, it was easy, I thought, for Golden State if they wanted to turn it on to beat Memphis. You saw what they did to Dallas. Boston is a different breed. This may be the best team that they've played, not just in the playoffs, um, but in the regular season. Because one of those games was when Boston was really going on that, you know, big win streak. It was just as they were turning the corner as a team. I checked out some trending top picks, final specials, if you will, on DraftKings. And there's one on here that I kind of wish was on here, but I know that realistically it's not. If I could make my own pick, I would say, you know, they've got any Celtics player to score 44 plus points, any Warriors player to score 56 plus points in a game, stuff like that. I want the over under on the number of times that they're going to show Aisha Curry and Nia Long. Aisha Curry, the wife of Steph Curry, Nia Long, the wife of Ime Udoka, the head coach for the Boston Celtics. There's no doubt in my mind that both of them are going to be sitting, well, I shouldn't say no doubt in my mind, but I imagine they're both going to be sitting courtside. It's not kind of like Rocky, Rocky Four with the two wives sitting courtside, Russia versus USA, but I imagine it's going to be, ooh, you know, because they're getting all the attention. They're going to get all the attention. Whenever one of the Boston Celtics does well, or maybe they show Ime, then they show Nia Long. I know there's probably a chance that they'll show Aisha Curry more than Nia Long, but I'm putting the over-under per game combined. I'm putting the over-under at three and a half. Three and a half. Now, I'm going to have to keep track of that myself. But that's why I've got it at. And I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over on that. But in reality, all right, no, I have fun with the Aisha Curry and Nia Long. But in reality... I already went over my pick, but I want to state it again. I'm picking the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry to win, despite the fact that if Boston wins, I got Boston at 61-1 to to win the NBA Finals, and I got the Warriors to win it at 9-1. to Now, let me tell you something. When I made the picks, all right, I wasn't on the bandwagon. I saw something. That's what it is. I saw something, all right? I picked Boston on December 7th. I was like, you know what? If they put it all together, I think they can win it. So I was like, okay, let me do it. 61 to 1. Golden State Warriors, I made that pick on November 8th. I was like, this is this could be the year. But at that point, I mean, they were still one of the favorites to win. So the odds are completely different. You saw how far down Boston was at one point. And here they are. The mistake I made, the mistake I made is I did not pick Warriors versus Celtics in the finals together. What was I thinking? I don't know. I 
I don't know why somewhere in the back of my mind, I did not say pick them against each other in the NBA Finals. So that was a mistake. That was a bit of a mistake. I did pick the Memphis Grizzlies at 101 to 1. The Raptors at 251 to 1. Those did not pan out, obviously. But I thought I may have had something there. What I know I have seen is another great match between Rafa Nadal and Novak Djokovic in the French Open. Now, I would have liked for that game, that match, to be the final match. Instead, it was, what, the quarters? So, it was kind of like, eh. But it was still one of the best matches. A four-hour match. Now, my favorite Alcaraz is done, unfortunately. But in reality... The match everyone wanted to see was Novak Djokovic versus Nadal. And it did not let down. The only thing that could have been better is if they had played five sets and Nadal won. No, I did not want Novak to win. I was not rooting for Novak. And I expected I expected Nadal as the clay court champion that he is, the king of clay, to win. Now, I know we were all thinking that Alcaraz was going to upend the king of clay, but that's not to be. And Zverev beat him. But now we've got Novak Djokovic out. He lost to Nadal, or rather Nadal won 6-2-4-6-6-2-7-6. His 14th championship. At Roland Garros, 22nd major overall, which will put him two ahead of Novak. The funny thing is that Nadal didn't like the late start and thought it favored Djokovic. But in the end, he still got the win. I mean, these two are, you know, Roger, I feel like, I know there's like, oh, maybe he'll come back. But no, it's it's down to two now. And Nadal is it. Nadal is it. And I know they were, you know, not happy about the start time. But it was... You know, I mean, everybody wants to see it. That's what happens when you're the top players. Nadal is 110-3 and for his career. That just doesn't seem possible at Roland Garros. And two of those losses came against Djokovic. But it just doesn't seem possible. It just doesn't. But everyone loved the match that was there in person. It's the kind of match that I wish that I could have 
said that I was there for. But it's all right. It was a magical night, just as Nadal said. Tonight has been one of those magic nights for me. I think anytime he beats Novak Djokovic, it's a magical night. That's how it is. But the amazing thing is on the women's side, we could have a new crowned champion from America. Coco Golf has reached her first Grand Slam final. Could win her first Grand Slam final, if I didn't say that. Now, Iga Swiatek was my favorite to win it all, and she was a favorite by a long shot. But I remember when I did my French Open free preview, and I was like, well, Coco Golf could be a sleeper, but she wasn't my pick to be sleeper per se. She's only 18 years old. And she was playing Martina Trevisan. Who Trevisan had never been there either. So I think in some ways that's why Coco Golf was like, I've been not here before, but she's been on a stage, a big stage. She won 6-3-6-1 and now she plays the number one player in Iga Swiatek for the championship. But she had the best quote. Coco said, quote, I'm in the mindset now like it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm going to be happy regardless. My parents are going to love me regardless, so I'm just going to going into it like another match. Yeah, it's a Grand Slam final, but there are so many things going in the world right now, and especially in the U.S. A lot of stuff is happening right now, so I think it's not important to stress over a tennis match. I mean, Wow. And she wrote on a marker on the courtside TV camera, peace in gun violence. Not that the older players don't get it. But there is something about the social justice movements, the equality movements, the diversity movements, that you're seeing more out of athletes speaking out, speaking up and out. And when you're on the biggest stage, what other time or way is it open for you to speak up? And she did that. And I think that's such a wonderful thing. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the French Open. The women's final is going to be pretty amazing. And I hope it's a good match. I hope it's a good match. Now in the finals, for the on the men's side, I'd like to see Rafa get another one and get to 22. And I think he knows that like this is my last hurrah. This may be his last chance to do it because you never know when it's the end. It'll be fun to watch, and I'm going to enjoy it. Lastly, I 
I know this may not matter to you nearly as much, but I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go to the Angels game on Monday. I'm going to be in L.A. I was like, this might be my best chance to see Shohei Otani when he's right down the street. I don't live in D.C. anymore. There's a chance the Angels, they play the Orioles the weekend after the 4th of July weekend. Maybe I could try that game. But I'm hoping maybe to see him at home and maybe see him pitch. That would be the best part about it if I get to see that too. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. But as I think about some of my friends, they've been the inspiration for me to say, just go for it. When are you ever going to get a chance to do this? I mean, I'm even thinking I may end up going by myself, but I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that if I do get to go. The the double bonus is if Otani is pitching and batting, but also get to see Anthony Rendon, the former Nats player, I'll get a chance to see Mike Trout, one of the best hitters in the game, who was playing for a bad team for the longest time until this year when things changed. And now they're... I'm amazed how the Angels have turned it around. And they needed to turn it around because... It was probably the best chance to make sure that uh, Shohei Otani stays. You got to win. If you don't win, why stay? You want to go to a winner. And the Angels are playing at New York on a Thursday. So maybe you got a Friday, uh, then Saturday, then Sunday. You're at the, let's see, a Shoei Antani pitches today. That'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, maybe not. I feel like I may miss him. Maybe he's going to pitch on Tuesday. But there's a real possibility that I get to see him pitch and bat. And that's what I'm like, feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm obsessed at. But it's a real possibility. And I hope that it is, it actually comes to fruition. Because then I will feel like when I think of even like how I talked earlier a while ago when I was thinking about the French Open and like how I haven't had a chance to see uh, Serena Williams play. Well, this is the type of player that it's like, no, I, I want to get a chance to see Shohei Otani pitch and bat. I'll cherish that ticket and I'll let you know how it goes about my experience all right that'll do it for just for sport enjoy your sports week and i know i will ciao for now
Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code JFORSPORT and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.